guys. We are here with Laura Davidson, founder of Sweat City App. Laura, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, chat with you today. Yeah, so you started your app a few years ago. You've decided to change the name, come up with Sweat City. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so originally we launched it. It was called Whistle App. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I didn't really love the name from the get-go, but part of the team that I had and everything, we, we decided to settle on something and move forward. And with the amount of change and growth that I've had and experience with myself over the last couple of years and quitting my full-time job and getting into uh, the app business full-time, which I'm sure we'll dive into, uh, it felt appropriate to rebrand and to make it a little bit more uh, relatable to who I am today. All right, so Laura, tell us a little bit about the app and what it does. So sure thing. So Sweat City app is essentially a fitness concierge service in the palm of your hands. So we went after three key features uh, to allow our users to get that full experience uh, of fitness. Uh, so we allow you to connect one-on-one -on -one with people that are looking for a workout partner. So that's swiping and matching uh, feature that's in the application. The second feature is a map that uh, shows you local businesses uh, in your area. So anything from gyms and studios to food, apparel, wellness stores, supplement stores, basically where to go and what to do in your city and how to live that healthy life. Mm -hmm. uh, and the third piece is connecting you with local experts. So be it your ability to find local trainers, nutritionists, sports medicine doctors. We're adding in a mental wellness category as well uh, nice. to connect that sort of mental health piece into fitness, which I think is really important. Yeah. So what, like, why Sweat City? Like, give us, give us a little story on that, like. So uh, in 2017, January 2017, I started my personal fitness blog called My Sweat Story yeah. uh, and basically started that to publicly commit myself to a three-month workout ebook and transformation, if you will. I was sick and tired of doing that sort of yo-yo workout health and wellness lifestyle yeah. where I'd work out for a bit and then I'd fall off and then I would you know, go and live unhealthy and right. then come back and, yeah. and I wanted to commit to something. So I started this personal blog just to talk about my struggles and, and keep myself accountable that obviously in conjunction with Instagram. Um, so then after, now that's been about a year and a half and I just felt that the, the app needed a rebrand as well. Um, and we gave it a whole new name. So now, now it's called Sweat City. It kind of goes with my sweat story yeah, and kind yeah. of becoming this little bit of a sweat yeah. company or so. And do you have a, like a backstory with fitness? Like, are you like, what are you really big into fitness yourself? Like, give us a little bit about that. Uh, I've, I was always athletic growing up. I always played sports. I was definitely into fitness in that sense. Uh, into not so much into actually lifting weights and things like that. But as I've gotten older and, you know, things become a little harder, those hangovers last a little longer, you realize that health and wellness is a huge driving factor, an important piece of life. Uh, and so for me, that was more or less the, the reason. Um, and I just wanted to be healthier and, right. and look better and, and all of those sort of key things. Yeah. And how has the feedback been so far from the people, you know, using the app? Everything from the app has been great from that yeah. as well as my personal channel and Instagram and my blog. Um, I've reached a lot of women, which is really cool. And I, and I just know that from seeing my audience change and everything like that right. um, through social media. But it's just been great to, to connect with so many more people. I've mm. learned so much about the fitness industry in Toronto, which is obviously where, uh, where I live. So it's been amazing to, to grow in, in that sense and mm. really, really connect with and see how much is actually available to you. Are you the sole owner of Sweat City? Or? I am. I'm the sole founder. Yeah. Wow. So wow. I've been you... doing the whole thing myself and wow. uh, like financially supporting it myself everything so so far so it's been a bit of a grind but yeah. I think that's part of the whole startup culture and what it has to be right right and how many people do you have working for you now right now we have two employees two back-end uh, or front-end back-end developers right. and then I do have uh, some partners that started with me from the very beginning and they sort of helped helped me build the app because I had no tech 
experience and background. So I needed a little bit of help there, and they're still with me today, which is great. Nice. So. And tell us about you're going to be putting on an event in Toronto coming up. Yeah, so when we do uh, the full launch of the new feature, so some of the features that we explained at the beginning aren't live yet, but they'll be coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, so once those roll out, then I want to do a full media launch event uh, in the city. Wow, wow. And you already have, from your first initial app 10,000 years? Yeah, so we have just over, to, almost at 11,000 downloads now. Wow. Um, so, you know, working on reconnecting with a lot of those users and giving them more to work with and really showing them uh, how to highlight their, their fitness experience in their cities. So Laura, tell us a little bit about you and your story. So for me, it all sort of goes back to, uh, I guess, my first real full-time job. Um, so I started working for Kevin O'Leary, who was on uh, Shark Tank and, and Dragon's Den, or was on Dragon's Den. Yeah. Uh, big entrepreneur, venture capital, right? So I never looked at myself as an entrepreneur or somebody who had that mentality. And I feel that from working with him, it kind of exposed me to the lifestyle you can create for yourself. Um, you know, working your own hours, being your own boss, and that was very attractive to me as I'm bit controlling and I don't really like to be told what to do. Uh, so I think that's kind of where it all started for me and that got that little taste and uh, that's where the the integration of I would say fitness and, and business kind of came together and starting uh, an app which at the time was uh, apps were, were just becoming a big thing. Instagram had just started, all that good stuff. Um, so I think that's kind of where those two sort of met together and, and sort of started from there. Nice. What was it like working with Kevin? It was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he was an awesome boss. He was very uh, easy to learn from and basically gave you a lot of your uh, own control. You know, here's what needs to be done. Just get it done. I don't really care how you do it, but more results driven. Um, so I think that that was a great way to learn nice. as well. What what is what kind of business is Kevin that you were working with Kevin? What was he doing? So I managed all of his finances and accounting. Uh, okay. So I did everything from the Dragon's End and Shark Tank deals uh, to managing his personal finances, all of the business accounts, his investments, children trust, family trust. Uh, we know he had his wine label, his art, books, uh, tons of stuff. So, wow! Wow! Yeah. What was his like main business, Kevin? What would you say? Just venture capital and entrepreneurship. Uh, he was very good at selling himself. I would say is his is his sort of bread and butter, right? So nice. he had O'Leary Funds at the time, which was his financial investment company, uh, and then you know he, he had his artwork, his book. He did speaking engagements, wow. and he he was the brand, right? Wow, so, that's an exciting person to work for, for sure. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. And we had a very small team in Toronto, so it was a really um, startup culture sort of vibe. Just a very casual office, and it was very fun. We had like a row of guitars hanging on the wall. Um, all his art in the office as well and it was just it was a super fun time did he try to get you to stay use his persuasiveness to get you to stay he did yeah well I actually I stayed for quite a while so I started building the app while I was working full-time right. um, so you know I, I was I felt very unfulfilled um, about halfway through my my seven years there uh, I learned I think what I what I felt I could have learned in the finance side of things and I don't think I really had the passion for it that I thought I did coming out of school and I you know secretly started working on my own business on you know, company time, which I think was mm -hmm. a really smart thing to do for for myself. Um, so that was a little bit of a of a piece there, but um, it was it was great. So just just to get things started and you know learn what you have and get your feet wet and that sort of thing. Nice. Do you think if Kevin approached you with some money and said he wanted to be part of the app as an investor and partner you bring him in? Well, we actually had a discussion about that when I was leaving. He he kind of dangled that in front of me to get me to stay, um, and I 
did stay longer than I would have if that offer wasn't there and then that offer never really fell through. Uh, he obviously wanted too much and he, I don't think he was really invested in what I was doing. He was more invested in, in me staying with him. So I think it was a little too selfish, um, but that deal did come up. Yeah, so nice. kind of nice. interesting. Nice. So what's new and exciting for Sweat City coming up? Like, tell us about what's some new exciting things people should know about? Um, so, well, we're going to be launching in Toronto first. Uh, it's yeah. kind of my hometown, so bread and butter city there. And most of my fitness connections and everything are there. But we're looking to grow and launch new sweat cities uh, piece by piece after that. Um, we're going to kick events back up. So we're going to start that with a launch event in the city. And then I, I used to do some events um when it was whistle app and if you had the app you could come and do a free workout at whatever gym we would partner with so it was a, a great way to connect with your community and, and try something new so i'd like to fire those back up again and really get people involved and in seeing how they can sweat in their city nice so you have a sponsorship with adidas right yes so i'm a, a brand ambassador with adidas canada cool cool how did you manage to get that that all happened honestly uh, very organically through social media. We're coming up on about a year now um, yeah. from when that started and it has to do with a personal fitness blog, My Sweat Story, that I launched last year and was invited to a couple different events downtown Toronto with the brand and then they asked me to come out um, to Wanderlust in Tremblant last year. And I said absolutely, went out for the four days and I didn't realize it at the time but that was more or less an audition to, uh, to be a part of the brand. Wow. And from there, things sort of took off and we, you know, signed our contracts and here we are. Cool. cool. Yeah. So did you have any questions for myself or Nutribolics at all? I would definitely, I would say, uh, what is the biggest piece of advice you can give to a young entrepreneur? Don't give up. Focus. <laughs> I was never going to. Focus <laughs> on, focus on your passion and, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody's going to have, you know, their own, you know, take, take take their opinion, you know, whether it's good, bad, but fo follow your heart, follow your passion. You know, if you believe in it, you get passionate about it, other people will get passionate about it. You know, like that's for me, you know, when I was starting out, you know, I was really super passionate mm -hmm. and everybody said, oh no, you know, like you're starting a supplement company, like there's so many supplement companies, who's gonna buy your products? Like why are somebody, and you know, when I first went out there, everybody said no. Like, I mean, I would go out there, no, 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 right? But I just kept coming back, kept being persistent, kept believing in the brand, kept being, you know, um, I think nowadays having this like connection is huge. So like not just being persistent on like say an email, but like, you know, actually building that persistence through building the relationships, through building the connection, right? It's like, that's a key factor. But I think now in this day and age, you know, my advice now is try to do more for people than they do for you. You know, like whenever I'm, whenever somebody does something for me, like whatever it may be, I always try to do even more for them. Right. That's really my motto is, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it feel like it just comes back, you know, it just comes back to you at some point, you know, and if you're passionate, people are going to feel it. People are going to, people are going to, people love passion. People love, you know, so if someone says to you something like, take it with a grain of salt, but, you know, I mean, it's like my mom, she's always got an opinion, you know, like you don't have to ask for her opinion. Like you can just like, you just walk in and it's like, Jason, like this yeah. is what, you know, and I love her. Right. But I also go to the smartest people I know for advice. Mm -hmm. So like, I wouldn't, if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm coming to you for advice, it's because, Hey, like, I think you're super smart and I want to ask you something, but I try to like be very, very um, selective on the questions I ask to different people. I notice a lot of people, they just like, to bounce ideas off of whoever's like close to them, 
it's like the I always use this example. It's like the girl the girl who asks her girlfriend, you know, keeps having bad relationships, what she should do. You know, hey, hey, what should I do, right? You got to go to the smartest person you know. Like, so if it's, and that's who I feed myself with. Got it. Do you, do you have any tips for people out there on how to perform? Like, what do you do to perform? What do you do to get in the mindset of, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this happen. Give us a little bit about definitely. that. Definitely. Um, there's, there's definitely a couple of things. So I would say the biggest piece in terms of, of how I measure my performance is was I, was I or am I better than I was yesterday? Um, in my opinion, if you're not growing and moving forward or learning from even a mistake, a lesson, or even from something successful, then you aren't moving forward. Uh, so that's the biggest piece. And then not setting yourself up for failure, I think, is the biggest thing that I've learned in, in fitness, um, in business, everything like that. So you know, if you don't prepare, you're only prepared to fail, mm. uh, more or less. So starting the morning, I like to start it with a simple routine. I always, you know, put the kettle on and do hot water and lemon, go through my emails, get all that kind of those, those responses out of the way, focus on your day, hit that to-do list, make sure you schedule in your gym time, uh, either connecting with friends that are going to keep you accountable or having that trainer, whoever it is, or downloading the app and matching with your perfect buddy to find someone in your city, that sort of thing. But stay on track. Um, I would, I always like to go over my to-do list at the end of the day as well and see what I missed um, and tracking things throughout the week. So then looking at something at the bigger picture. So this month, maybe this was my goal. Mm. Did I hit it? If not, why? And then reevaluating and making sure, like I said at the beginning, being better than you were yesterday. Nice. And, you know, you've got a lot of experts and different fitness people. Like, has it been hard to get these people, you know, with, you know, your app? And tell us a little bit about these people and, you know, like, give us a background. So, so far, it hasn't been hard, um, yeah. per se, because of the connections and the network that grew so naturally for me when I started to involve myself in the fitness industry in Toronto. Uh, that being said, we haven't grown out to other cities yet where I obviously don't live and don't actually have those personal connections. So I sh I'm sure that will be a little more challenging. Mm. But I feel that once we have a bit more of a foundation and, and more of a growth strategy and plan, we will figure that out, obviously. Um, but, you know, the experts that we do have on it. So uh, I want top level trainers, nutritionists, things like that. I don't want your, you know, cut of the mill, good life, personal trainer that maybe a lot of people don't have the best experience with uh, on the platform. I want someone that's a coach that really treats you and, and can tailor your, your training to who you are. Uh, same on the nutrition side and then sports medicine side. Uh, mm. So the whole point of the app is to, to clean up more or less the confusion I think that can be around fitness. Mm. So showing you the actual healthy spots of where to go, um, the, the cool studios that you may not know that are nearby that aren't just your typical weightlifting gym. Uh, and then again, on the expert side, introducing you to those, those experts and trainers that are so good that or that have a business of people that they've taught uh, below them as well so that mm. you can really access everything. And do you have like a specific sort of target market that you're after or who would you say your customer what they look like so we actually have a pretty vast uh, demographic of, of, of who our users are and what we reach but I would say for the most part we fall between uh, the ages of, of 25 to 35 with about a 50 50 field female to male split um, so it's actually quite interesting there but we do have a few uh, older people on, on the platform and that have interest in it as well as our sort of 18 to 24 range as well nice and I mean are you are you big on using social media to get out there I mean what's your tell us about your 
marketing? Absolutely. So I have my personal um, account, Miss Laura Davidson, that I obviously do a lot of, talk about a lot of my personal growth. I do a lot of brand partnerships on there, uh, content creation, all that good stuff. And obviously always bring it back to fitness and talk about the app. And then the app itself has its own own account uh, at, at Sweat City App. And it's got about 12,000 or so followers, so it's a great way to connect with our users in that sense and obviously reach new markets and connect with more people worldwide, right? Right. And I mean, just a quick question. I mean, I know, you know, out there there's all these different social media platforms. I mean, what are you mainly using to promote to get your clients? Is it Instagram? Is it YouTube? What, what's your main? Definitely Instagram. I find yeah. that that kind of creates the most connection right. uh, with people being able to really see the face of, of the person behind the business and, and stories, especially watching those video clips. People love those. Right. Um, and I think it's a great way to engage with people and show them how, what you're doing yeah. and how you're actually living, living and going about your day. So would you say that you get a lot of your new customers from people watching your story and then going to your website, would it be? or what, I think what, it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously growing my personal page will only benefit my business at right. the end of the day. Um, but I know a lot of our users do come from, you know, organic growth and mm. word of mouth as well. Uh, the events that we used to do in the city were, were, were very successful too. Um, just getting exposure, getting people talking about it. Uh, we also want to provide a lot of um, sort of discounts and more or less these the like freebies if you will um so i do a lot of brand partnerships and i get a lot of discount codes through my uh collaborations and i want to give those back to our users and give them another way to explore things like little things like hello fresh um getting three free plates with with your food so that's another sort of tidbit that we're going to be working into the platform as well and just really show people and give them the chance to try something new mm. Is there some like adversity or something that's happened to you since you started this business that really stands out for you? Maybe you were, you know, had a had a really long day and the last phone call on the day you broke through and big things happened. Like has there been something on your journey that you could talk about, you know, to give people out there that are, you know, in business, you know, and, and they're having a tough time making it in their startup? And can you give us something on that? Well, I'll definitely say that a startup culture and starting your own business it is all about sacrifice um, so you know financially I've had to sacrifice a lot paying for app development and running this business all by myself has been challenging it's part of the reason why I kept my full-time job as long as I did to financially support both sides um, you know it's a strain on your relationships for sure uh, at one point so at uh, the past relationship that I was in I bought a house with with the person and thought that was sort of gonna be like the, the next step rest of my life um, and by starting this business and, and, and changing my life on, on a, such a emotional level through fitness, it changed who I was uh, and that relationship ended because it was no longer a fit for me. Um, so I think struggle and sacrifice is going to come no matter what. It's just a matter of what you take from it, learn from it and push through and push forward mm. with that. Um, and I think there's beauty on the other side as long as you stay true to who you are and, and learn from what the sacrifice is teaching you. Did you have any sort of ideas, feedback, anything you wanted at all to talk about? I would say that if you feel like you are meant to be doing something else, do it. It's never too late to start something, to try something new. You know, I'm, I turned 30 this year and I just left a job of seven years. Uh, is that scary? Yes, but for anyone out there who's maybe listening or watching this, if you feel like there's something you should be saying or doing and you're not doing it, get up and do it. Great. Awesome. I like that. All right. Well, thanks so much, Laura, for being here. We really appreciate it. Honestly, thank you. Thank you. Cheers.